people of Wickham, stop what you are doing and if you are able, stand and applaud because Gareth Ainsworth has led Wickham Wanderers to the Championship, the highest level of football that they have played in their history. Beating Oxford United 2-1 at Wembley Stadium tonight. Wickham Wanderers will be playing in the Championship next season. That was just amazing, you know. We're not... We're, we can't afford the best footballing players, but heart and determination, and that was a wicked performance. I'm so, so proud of the boys, you know. They just ground it out. They were just, honestly, I, I can't believe it. No matter where we finish on the table, this will be the highest finish in Wickham Wanderers history. And so it is going to be a tough, 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 tough road to hoe. It's going to be a real learning curve, and, uh, and there's no better place than to learn than Wickham. It's, it's a brilliant atmosphere. Great, great people work here, and uh, very proud to be the manager and wake up every day. Very lucky, very happy, and I wanted to give my all, and that will continue into the championship, definitely. I'll say it for the people in the back. Wickham's in the championship. Wait, wait. I'll say it one more time. Wickham's in the championship. Wait! People in the back didn't hear me. Wickham is in the championship. Online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound, the Wickham Wanderers Show. And that was just 22 short months ago. And once again now, Wickham are on the cusp of a return to the second tier of English football. All that stands between them and a place in the championship are the Black Cats of Sunderland. And tonight on the Wickham Wanderers show, we will be previewing Saturday's game that of course kicks off at 3pm at Wembley Stadium. I'm Bob Johnson, with you for the next hour. I should mention the fact that Colin Besley this week is very much absent from the show and that is very much because we didn't want to jinx anything with regards to the playoffs. Colin and I discussed quite a lot the fact that actually he couldn't do this week's show and I'm not around for next week's show but we didn't want to change anything with regards to that just in case it meant that the chairboys didn't get to Wembley. So that is why Colin is not with us this week but he will be very much part of the programme because he has taken part in a couple of uh, the press conferences um, and I will hopefully be very much part of next week's programme which Colin will present next Thursday from 7 o'clock here on Wickham Sound. So coming up on this playoff special, we will be hearing from pretty much almost all of the players, Sam Vokes, David Stockdale, Jason McCarthy, Joe Jacobson, Lewis Wing, Ryan Tafazoli, and Adebayo Akinfenwa will be joining us. We will also hear uh, from Head of Media Matt Cecil. We will hear from Wicked Wanderers commentator Phil Catchpole. We'll hear from Trust Director Lisa Bowker. We will hear from Chairman Rob Kuhig, Matt Bloomfield as well, and of course Gareth Ainsworth. But without further ado, let's get cracking because we have got a lot to get through over the next hour or so and of course we have the fantastic news this week that Sam Vokes has signed a new contract he will be staying at Wickham Wanderers for the next season I went up to the training ground on Tuesday and had a chat to Sam and said to him what a confidence boost it must be for the whole club that he was happy to sign the season-long contract before the playoff final result was known from a personal point of view there was uh there's no doubt in my mind that's what I wanted to do um I'd made my mind up a while ago um, and in signing here last summer it was kind of um, a year's contract with the option so to take that option up like I said there was no no doubt in my mind at all and it was nice to do that before this weekend really because it gives everyone the reassurance that whatever the outcome comes Saturday this is where I want to be 
What were you expecting, actually, before you came to Wickham Wanderers? What, what did you heard about the club? Um... I didn't know many of the lads. I knew JJ. I'd been in touch with him before I joined. Um, but to be totally honest, when I was when I was at Stoke in pre-season last year, uh, the manager picked the phone up to me and we had a great chat. And I got off the phone that day, went home, told my wife, that's where I want to go. So that's where we're going to end up. Um, and it happened to be that. And everything he said on the phone to that day came true, really. Um, a lot about the culture, a lot about the club, a lot about the team, the staff and how we work here. And, uh, and nothing's changed. Um, and... That's what I love. It's 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 good people, hardworking people that that have got a goal, and hopefully we can achieve that. Presumably, when you say to your wife, "I'm moving to High Wycombe," I, I can imagine that possibly there's a slightly confused look on her face. No, not at all. Um, that we've been around the country of football for years now, and uh, that is part of the job. But. Um, no, I think she knew and the family knew I was uh, desperate to go out and enjoy my football again and I had a feeling that this was going to be where I could, could get that feeling back and it has come true. And I think we can all see that actually, just just even in the stands you can see that you're, you're having a great time here. Yeah, well that's great because uh, if you can play with a smile on your face that's, that's half the battle really and um, I believe I try and do that come most weekends and it uh, also helps when you're a successful team doing well so that's, uh, it's, been a, it's been a great season for us I think everything we wanted to achieve and a points total this year was was huge in probably the toughest league one I've ever seen and and to reach this on Saturday come what may come Saturday afternoon but it's it's been a successful season I see and how big a game is Saturday is obviously you've achieved a lot of things in your career but a Wembley final how does that that rank yeah for me personally it's one I've always wanted to tick off I've never been to Wembley in a, in a cup final day so really looking forward to it not going to add any pressure personally to it for me it's just going to be another league game as we go out um, don't get me wrong I'll put pressure on every league game but it's, it's, it's going to be another game that comes around that won't build it up too much and hopefully it will uh, it will be a good day out have you got lots of people that will be in the stands uh, for like your family and friends yeah I've got plenty <laughs> I've got lots I need to sort the tickets out and I'm going to do it tonight so I've not got that pressure <laughs> at the end of the week um, but no there's a lot travelling up um, and a lot of people excited and uh, yeah there's a lot more a lot more Chairboys fans in the Vokes family than there used to be <laughs> Sam Vokes uh, speaking to me up at the training ground with an appearance from the Sprinkler uh, and you will definitely hear from the Sprinkler a couple more times uh, during the programme tonight I also on a Tuesday uh, chatted to David Stockdale just before training began uh, and David suggested that we go into an office so nobody actually would notice that he was missing uh, so two years ago of course you were on the bench it must be really exciting actually to be going and I'm assuming this time that you're going to be starting. We'll see when the team comes out, <laughs> if I get a chance. Uh, yeah, I think it's just as exciting, you know. I hadn't really thought about it much from... Because of the time, the difference in time, we, we were straight there. Whereas this time we've got a couple of weeks to think about it. I, I've tried not to think about it. I've been sorting tickets out and parking, so... Um, <laughs> I'm, probably... I, don't, I don't think you imagine that a player is going to be sorting out parking, but but that, that that just says everything about this club. I think that actually all of the players just muck in. Yeah, we we all sort out. We all we've spent last week sorting out with each other, so everything's fair, ticket and wise, and how the lads and families can get tickets, and and that's what we do. We, everything's fair, and everyone in the in the whole club gets shared. How many people have you got coming down to to watch the game? <laughs> I think I'm paid for. I think I've got about 50 <laughs> tickets <laughs> uh, all together, so about 50 coming down from uh, from sunny Yorkshire. 
And what are you expecting in the game? Obviously, against MK, at, at Stadio MK, it was just insane. It was such a remarkable display of, of just defensive genius from you and the and the defence. It took me a while to get my hard hat off, yeah, um, and my armour. But no, I think it'll be, it could be the same, it could be different. Who knows, because it's such a one-off game. And... I think it'd be hectic to start with until it all settles down and then people get in the rhythm but you just don't know because it's hard like normally in a league game you can say oh well they normally play like this they set out like this but no one's at home no one's away it's a playoff final it's it's a cup final really and anything can happen on the day and obviously you've got that knowing that it's a big game but is it almost who that affects more and how much you can just go and play your natural game when you're actually there kicking off there's all sorts of variables in, in cup finals and it could be a decision from the ref the VAR now could be anything <laughs> how, how do you feel about the VAR? Um, not too bothered really because yeah it's right and you get things right but I was brought up on the lover of like FA Cup games when the the team from the non-league might score an offside goal just offside go through 1-0 and everyone's complaining but that's the magic of the cup so it's there's points for each so it's nice for us you know we'll have to brush up on our, our skills on what gets said and what somebody said you can't time waste I said you can't look at time wasting on VAR so I should be alright <laughs> that's that's very honest of you David um, there weren't so many of us who were there at St James Park in Exeter uh, back last summer um, but I do very much remember that penalty shootout um, and if you were making a film I know probably if you were making a film it would all be about Bayo and the last dance and whatever but if you were making a David Stockdale film um, the, the penalty shootout a rerun of the penalty shootout at Exeter would be a fine way to end the season it would be yeah I'd, I'd rather not get to fifth penalty and me taking it um, I'm pretty sure there's a few more lads that are more careful than I am but um, hopefully I can do my best and like you say anything can happen it could go as penalties people don't want it to but look if it, if it went to penalty it means we're still in the game uh, they are obviously but look we've got some some good set piece takers as well but look we, we're going for one, one thing one thing only is to win we know how hard it is we know they'll have a lot of supporters, but this is Wickham. Nobody can rule us out. And we'll have a lot of loud supporters as well. Yeah, we have the Spanish lads with the uh, with the flags. We've got we've got a few noisy lot from Yorkshire coming down. And no, it's going to be a great day. And like I say, whatever happens, two years ago, fans weren't allowed in the stadium, so it's it's great for them and and a great experience. Let's just make make a great day of it, and we'll just smile that's all you can do smile and enjoy the occasion because like you say you've got the sad bits that Bayo and Blooms their last time well Blooms won't get to grace the pitch as a player but you might never he won't get the opportunity again so I always think it might be my last time so I'll smile I'll enjoy it and um, my kids will remember it the bell that you heard indicated the start of training, not that David Stockdale seemed actually very bothered during the interview. Jason McCarthy, of course, was on loan at Wickham two seasons ago, but because the season didn't resume until July after it was paused because of COVID, he missed appearing for us in our last playoff campaign. I was right there up until my loan got cut short, so 
I'm super excited. I guess there is an element of feeling like I did kind of miss out, and I I was part of that group, and I'm and I still got I got the medal as well, but I didn't feel like I was there, even though it is technically a promotion. I, I want to be there and be amongst it. So yeah, no, I'm super excited. Trying to keep it as much of a normal week as possible, but yeah, can't wait. How much different is it, sort of like between like, like going, you know, thinking it's a normal match yeah. and thinking it's something really, really special? Whereabouts does it sort of go in, in between those two? I kind of said to myself um, after the MK Dons game, the second leg, I said to myself, that week I'll enjoy it and I'll, you know, think about and get involved in them conversations about Wembley and, you know, really think about it. And then I think this week. I'm just totally zoning in on the game and focusing on the job and task at hand. So um, I guess that's the balance I've sort of took upon myself. Um, but yeah, of course, it's difficult because there's so much on the line. Um, but you've got to also embrace it and channel it in the right way and use it. Um, I think if you do that, then, you know, you give yourself the best chance. And presumably for you with the sort of outside influences, so you've got... Pre- probably friends and family saying you know can you get us a ticket in the way that with all due respect to them if we're away to Accrington you probably haven't got that sort of hassle <laughs> that's that's right yeah um uh, I'm full for JJ he's been sorting all the tickets out and Tom our secretary who's been sorting all these stuff out um I feel for them I don't envy them in times like this but yeah it's funny you do get some people popping out the woodwork saying they'd like a ticket now we didn't get many free ones so um yeah it's been quite the same similar message to everyone really and then if you if you want a ticket i guess you're going to go and have to buy one but uh, you know the fact that we're bringing 20,000 is already and we've still got a week to nearly well just under a week to go is incredible and it's so exciting and gives everyone so much encouragement when we hear things like that it's always very noticeable that we have players at Wickham who go away and they regularly come back what is it about this club that actually is so appealing Uh, it's a few do you know what I think there's a few things in that I think maybe people haven't thought that Wickham could match people's their players personal ambitions I I totally believe that that is the case now I think that the club has gone in an incredible direction Um, and the drawback is is the club It's, it's the gaffer it's the people it's Dobbo it's the staff it's the players who have been here there's a long, lot of longevity here with the players so you create relationships you create bonds the team spirit the fans are brilliant um, me and my family have really settled here in the area there's many different things um, but here just feels home to me it feels right I get a good feeling here I think I've played my best football here as well um, and uh I feel like I thrive here, so this has definitely become home for me. And like you said, a lot of players do go away, but they often find themselves coming back because it's such a draw. And the club's only going in one direction, so who wouldn't want to be a part of that? We had the news that VAR is going to be used in the game. How do you feel personally about VAR? A couple of people have asked me this already. Honestly, I couldn't care less. Honestly, that's my honest answer I couldn't care less like I think it's going to be the same for both teams you know some people were saying said oh is that good for Wickham I don't know like you know I've got people like Luke O'Neill who just stuff off the ball as well so <laughs> I know that for a fact I've yeah, trained yeah. him and it's Mamet's friend that yeah, is Luke O'Neill yeah, that's right so <laughs> I know that for a fact so you know everyone will have to be on their best behaviour but no, I don't think it really affects the game too much if anything it's a good thing because you you can um, you get the right decisions and stuff like that so um, nah, I'm not bothered about that not thinking about that if I'm being honest but um, if it's cool for some people then great but yeah Has there been any contact between the players and Mr 09? 
uh, I haven't spoke to him actually this last <laughs> week or two but um, no I'm sure we will be after the game Luke's a great guy he's a friend of mine um, really good friends of Luke he's um, a great player great person um, and I know he'll be doing his best for Sunderland but on Saturday I'm hoping that we get the victory um, of course but yeah I've got a lot of respect for Luke I hold him in high regard he's had a big impact on me actually in my career just in terms of his work ethic his, his work rate um, I've got really fond memories of training with him of playing with him um, so I've had nothing but good words to say about Luke and um, yeah he's a great player and some will have to take um, note of on Saturday Jason McCarthy and another appearance by the Wickham Wanderers training ground at Sprinkler. Joe Jacobson took part in a press conference earlier in the week. He was asked how much difference being in a side that regularly experiences the playoffs makes. Something that we've spoken about is the experience we've got in the squad. Um, we had the, obviously the recent um, Wembley game a couple of years ago where we still got quite a good number of, of players who, who were involved that day still at the club. And it's just these little things that if you can kind of um, relate back to, you can speak to each other about. People are asking little questions about about the stadium, about the fans, about what it's like there and stuff like that. And if you can give people kind of a heads up of, of what it's like on those occasions, then um, it can only kind of benefit, benefit us. Um, we spoke before the, the MK Dons game about how much more experience we had than them um, regarding the playoffs. Um, and I think it it showed in the first game especially. Um, so like I said, any little gains we can get, any little percentages, we've got um, we've got a lot of playoff experience in the squad, a lot of boys who have won playoff games and campaigns, which is um, hopefully really helpful for us. Obviously, this is going to be a huge occasion, very different to the last time you were at Wembley. It'll be completely different. Um, even the build-up now, sorting out tickets for family and friends and things like that and and having more media around the, the training ground and things like that, which didn't happen before. Was, we were kind of left on our own to just go out and win a football match, whereas this is the hype around it all, um, which is nice. It's, it's nice to have. We wouldn't have it any other way. Um, Sunderland are going to bring a, a huge amount of following with with them. And like like we are too, we've... We took a couple of thousand to MK Dons, could have been more and, and kind of outsung them. So, you know, we, we more than back ourselves to, to create an atmosphere of the Wiccan fans we've got. And um, yeah, it's exciting. We, we want a full house. We want as many people there as possible. And you grew up wanting to be a professional footballer to play in occasions like this in, in front of full houses. And two years ago was great. But the one thing we all said after the game was, wouldn't it be nice with all the fans in, with your families there and everyone to kind of celebrate with? Um, so, yeah, that, we're really looking forward to that. Do you feel like there's a lot of confidence in the team at the moment, especially with the way you've been playing over the last sort of 12 games or so? Yeah, there's there's huge amount of confidence. And, you know, probably two or three months ago, we, we had a bit of a, a, a blip and, um, you know, we, we changed a few things around to try and get out of that blip. And, you know, eventually we, we managed to to get that, that victory. And since then, we haven't kind of looked back. We've we've changed things. We've we've had a, probably a settled side the last five or six weeks. But, you know, when players have, have got injured or missed out, we've got other uh, players who've slotted straight back, in the, straight back into the team. And I think that's a sign of strength from the squad that we've got, that we've got, you know, 20, 25 players who are all ready and, and able to, to slot straight into the team. So confidence is, is high. Look, we're in the, in the playoff final. I don't think you can get there without beating big teams. And um, the last five or six games that we've played, we, we've played three of the top seven or eight teams in the league and, and had good results against them. So, yeah, we're full of confidence going into the game. And it must be so pleasing, the adaptability of the team, the two legs of the MK Dons, obviously. Uh, the home leg was really attacking and you showed great defensive strength, obviously, in the away leg, which must really stand you in good stead for Saturday. 
Yeah, look, we we can change up the way we play quite easily. We've got players who can go and win games on their own. We've got um, a squad of players who are all happy to to run for each other and to to tackle and to track back and and do extra work than than probably what needed of their positions in other clubs. And you know that's a, a credit to those players. The MK Dons game wasn't a defensive performance just by the defenders. That was a whole eleven, whole fifteen, sixteen, eighteen players, however it was, in, in the squad to to get that result and and we show that resolve together and um look the, the games are always going to be different in a two-legged affair like that with with the result after the first game we knew it was going to be tough and they were going to come out at us and you know I thought we we defended really well in the end and and were resolute I think a lot of people you know gave us a lot of credit after that second game to show you know you could see the character you could see the culture and the desire all the players have for not just for themselves but to help each other as well is is huge um, credit to the gaffer for putting that kind of culture together does it feel like uh, you're doing it especially extra for the fans this season because uh, last time you were there obviously you didn't have supporters at Wembley yeah, of course. And, you know, Wickham's had one year in the championship on second tier of English football ever in their history and, and no fans or there's two games where there's a thousand fans, whatever it was, were able to come and, and see us play. So, you know, they're all desperate to to be able to see us in the championship, the final great, but they want to see us having a season in the championship competing against these huge, huge clubs of English football. And as much as the boys really want to do it for ourselves and our families. We want to do it for the club and the fans and, and they deserve it. They've, they, like I said, in the, the history of this football club, they've, they've never really been able to experience championship football and, and hopefully we can give that to them. Mark McAdam from Sky asking the questions along with our very own Colin Besley. I told you that he would make an appearance and he's going to make one more appearance on the programme as well. That's still to come later on when we hear from Gareth Ainsworth. Back to the training ground and the sprinkler and I spoke to Lewis Wing, who admitted that there will be split loyalties about the match in his family. Our first trip to Wembley, um, that's going to be a very exciting one. Obviously, coming from the northeast, it's going to have that extra bit of spice, so <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, for, uh, have you got, got any mates from Sunderland coming down? Yeah, well, half of my family uh, will be in the crowd, so I'll watch the part in Sunderland, so hopefully I'll score the winner against them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that will make you very, very popular, I can yeah, imagine. No, definitely. Maybe popular with the uh, middle for fans so um, yeah I'm looking forward to it and this must be brilliant for you and and just confirmation as to why you came to Wickham Wanderers yeah exactly that was the main reason I came here to um, to get in the playoffs and have moments like this and it's going to be a special day for not just me my family and uh, Wickham Football Club we always think here that actually we have got something very special coming on and it's always interesting to speak to players who've recently arrived how different is the culture here at Wickham Wanderers to other stuff that you've experienced yeah um, I do, it's a proper family club um, everyone's together everyone's as one um, it's been a great experience and I've loved every minute of it Lisa Bowker's strimmer was drowning out the sprinkler there. We'll have more about her strimmer later on in uh, the programme. Phil Catchpole has been catching up with Ryan Taffer's oldie. Phil asked Taffer, how you prepare for a one-off pressure game when you know that there is so much at stake? As hard as it may be, I think you've got to look at it like this is just another game. Play your game. Don't let the occasion get the better of you. Play the game and... Um I like to do a little bit of meditation, a little bit of visualisation, get me in good stead mentally going into the game. That always that always works for me. So, so yeah. And what's your Wembley experience? Have you ever played there? No, no, no. I've never played there. We actually, I think, Waitsy was saying to me the, uh, the other day that 
me and Voxy are the only two players in the squad who never played at Wembley and then he asked Voxy just a double check in the morning have you played at Wembley and he Voxy was like yeah yeah I've been there already so I think it's just me who's never actually been to Wembley in the, in the entire matchday squad so it'll be, a, it'll be a good experience I'm sure so when it comes to your visualisation how are you preparing for that having not had that experience of being there before it's more so you sort of like visualise how the game's going to go the players you're up against like doing good things even like doing bad things as well so you're ready for the worst case scenario and then you're able to sort of like react to that better and again and your other preparation uh, looking at Sunderland as well yeah 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 of course standard stuff watch their strikers watch their wingers watch the number 10s obviously we get footage from the analysts here Blooms Dobbo um, Lee will show us some clips as well so uh, so yeah yeah we, we, we won't leave any uh, stones on time for this game we'll uh, have everything covered Ross Stewart they call him the Loch Ness Drogba he'll, <laughs> he'll be one to keep an eye on on the Saturday right of course yeah for us it's always the striker you know we always got to keep an eye on the striker and um, myself and Anthony Chris whoever may play back there is going to uh, he's got a job on their hands because they're a good side and uh, they've got good players Phil Cashpole speaking to Ryan Taffazoli. You can hear the whole of that interview by subscribing to Wanderers TV. It is, of course, Adebayo Akinfenwa's final game for Wickham Wanderers and, of course, of his career. However, he spoke to Sky Sports News and was keen to focus attention on the team, the match and one person in particular, Chairboys boss Gareth Ainsworth and his ethos. Be comfortable with who you are. It's the most powerful thing that, as an individual, you can own is to be comfortable with who you are and that is our gaffer and I, I keep saying it I don't think he's a conventional manager I'm not a conventional player and he's definitely not conventional because he rocks cowboy boots <laughs> and these open shirt things I, I keep saying this to him but as much as we're tight he, he keeps doing it so each to his own um, but no what I mean and he said it he said football brought us together um, but life will keep us um, and that's why I, I connect with him um, you see him on the, the, the sideline like he never wants to take the pro- if we lose he says it's his fault if we win he says it's, it's ours so where and for me when somebody's that selfless um, it is a powerful thing the energy that he emits you feel it um, and I said we was destined we was destined to work with one another I believe things happen for a reason it so happens our birthday's on the same day um, so yeah man we was destined so I've got time for him and for myself his club but also for, for him he is he is the one common denominator with the backroom staff you know Dobbo Kian the physio Waitsy like they're the one common denominator that's players come and go but for the last for however long he's been here you've seen this club the trajectory has only gone up and up and up and when people are trying to find whatever the secret is it's him it's, it's them and then what they bring in and around it. So, me, I've got nothing but like strong words for him. But to be fair, it may change if he doesn't bring me on on Saturday. But, <laughs> no, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Like, you know, I'm playing. No, listen, as long as we get the W, <laughs> that's all that matters. The legend that is Adebayo Akinfenwa. Still to come on the Wickham Wanderers show, we will be hearing from some of those who are big Wickham fans who also happen to work for the club. Online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM, this is Wickham Sound. 
and this is the Wiccan Wanderers show, a very special edition as we're focusing, of course, completely on the playoff final between the Chairboys and Sunderland, which takes place this Saturday at Wembley Stadium. In this part of the programme, we are going to hear from people who are very much Wiccan fans, but who also happen to work for the club. Starting off with Wiccan's commentator, Phil Catchpole. I spoke to him and said, whilst it's a big day, obviously, for the players, it almost, oh, it's almost a very, very big day as well for the commentator. Well, yeah, I mean, it's my third Wembley, believe it or not, in my short sort of reign as a commentator. Um, unbelievable. One with fans that we lost, one without fans that we won. Um, so I'm hoping it all comes together on Saturday against Sunderland and we can celebrate under the arch with the fans and the players as well and and call the, call the action right because it's obviously a pressurised day for the players but I want to make sure that when it happens I get it right. Is it very much that you're treating it just as another match or is it a little bit special? It's just another game. It really is and, you know, to use the clean you know, it's the same pitch, same goals, 11 v 11. Um, and yeah, so in terms of preparation and thinking about it and calling it, it's just another game. Obviously, the stakes are high um, and the pressure will be there and there's going to be thousands and thousands of fans there. It's going to be a wonderful atmosphere, um, which just adds to it. That's the soundtrack of these games for me. So I'm really looking forward to that because it's going to be a cauldron and it's going to be brilliant, hopefully. And um, yeah, great day for the town and the club. Is there anything different at Wembley? Do you, do you get looked after a little bit more do you get any special screens or anything like that yeah we get a replay screen at Wembley which is really helpful for us um, and we get some nice food as well if I remember rightly if I go back to 2015 um, so yeah it's brilliant I mean I actually qualified as a journalist at Wembley Stadium so I spent every single day there for five and a half months so it's a place I know well and I know it well empty as well which is quite weird so I'm looking forward to it being full of, of Wickham and Sunderland fans on, on Saturday um, but yeah the treatment's nice there you know you get a good view of the pitch the facilities are good um, so yeah there's no excuses for me I've got to put, you know, if I get something wrong there'd be no excuses because I should be able to see it fairly clearly Is the special shirt being ironed? No, no the shirt remains sort of untouched um, as it was the moment it was thrown at me by Pete Kuhig nothing has changed uh, it hasn't been washed unfortunately that was um, 14 games ago now um, so yeah so that'll be there on Saturday it's, under, it's in a secret location at the moment under lock and key just to make sure that no Sunderland fans are trying to steal it before Saturday because because of his magic powers. And I, I see that actually it, it's gaining worldwide popularity as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, you can, well, up until about six or seven days ago, you could buy them. They're now sold out now. There was a uh, company... Which is down to you, that is. Well, yeah, whoever, whoever, whoever's selling them in New Orleans must be wondering what the hell's going on. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, they've sold out now. Although I do believe they do a mini-dress version as well, which is still in stock. If anyone wants to get a bit outlandish for Saturday, then there's a mini-dress version available. You can imagine some bloke saying, why, why am I getting all these orders from High Y Combi? Well, you know, that's the great thing about football, isn't it? And, you know, he's probably had them gathering dust there. This is from 1999, this shirt, the official shirt of New Orleans Jazz Festival from over 20 years ago. Um, and they make one every single year. And this guy must be wondering what the hell's going on. But, you know, brilliant, isn't it? You are, of course, a Wickham fan. You remember seeing them at Lokes Park. It's a very special club, isn't it? And, and just amazing that actually we're going to Wembley again. Yeah, you know, once you kind of take a step back and look at it, and, you know, I'm thinking my my first game was in the Isthmian League, what is now Conference South, uh, at Lokes Park changed ends at half time you know it was wonderful an amazing day to be a kid and get their first experience of football and to be here now thinking our next game's at Wembley Stadium against Sunderland who if you only got a roll of clock back to the day that Wickham survived at Torquay they beat Man United that day in the Premier League um, so they've fallen a bit we've come up a bit 
And here we are, toe-to-toe. After 46 games, we were one point behind them in the table. This is a proper game of football here. Yes, they're a massive, giant club, and it's wonderful that Wickham can go toe-to-toe with them on Saturday. And I know they don't fancy playing us. I know they've got a lot of fans, and they've got a lot of history, but I don't think they fancy us at all. Phil Catchpole, if you haven't seen the shirt yet, if you didn't know what he was referring to, uh, Phil has a very special shirt uh, that he started wearing since our, our winning run uh, started and so he hasn't actually washed it since then it's definitely worth checking out on social media because it is a fantastic shirt and i absolutely love the fact that now uh, lots of people uh, from england are contacting this bloke in america saying oh we, we, we want this shirt and he must be thinking what on earth is going on moving on let's hear now from head of media matt cecil he has seen the chairboys at wembley several times both as a fan and also as a club official in fact it was where he saw his first ever wickham wanderers game yeah my first game was in 93 an fa trophy final against runcorn i'm told that i went in my full kit expecting to play because i didn't understand the concept of watching a game of football jason cousins scored after two minutes the crowd went wild and that was probably the moment that I was hooked on football and Wickham Wanderers. I grew up in, you know, what were the glory years of the early 90s with Martin O'Neill and so many legends, and, and that got the bug. I think when I became a teenager, my attentions could have been diverted elsewhere, were it not for a cup run in 2001. And, you know, I remember being in floods of tears at Villa Park because we all thought we were going to beat Liverpool. Um, I remember being a bag of nerves at Torquay in the away end. Um, I remember being pitch side at, at Wembley when I started working for the club in 2015, being congratulated by Southend's press officer on 119 minutes of that playoff final, and uh, half an hour later I was having to congratulate him through gritted teeth. Um, yeah, I've, I've I've ridden the, ro- the roller coaster with this club. Um, and it's been absolutely brilliant. Um, and you have to experience the lows to appreciate the highs, really. So, yeah, you know, I'm sure on Saturday morning when I'm getting the train to Wembley, I'll cast my mind back to Torquay and, and the, the week before that against Bristol Rovers. I'll cast my mind back to relegations, all the, you know, the difficult days last year, really, behind closed doors and, and when things weren't going our way. Um, and just think, you know, all, all those kind of horrible feelings in the pits of your stomach when you, um, you know, when things aren't going your way. They're a little bit easier to handle when you, uh, you know, you're walking out of Wembley with your team. Yeah, and I think we'll all take a moment to remember those, those times, and also take a moment to remember those Chairboys fans who are no longer with us as well. And there've been so many recently. Um, obviously, Alana, obviously Sandy Durban, uh, David Robertson, lots and lots of people that actually, I'm sure that everyone in the club will be thinking of uh, as they walk out on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so wonderful seeing the flag that the uh, the guys have created for Lena because it reminds us of her every single game up and down the country she would have been there with the with the boys and girls and, and making all the noise um and she still is there in spirit and you know just this week we learned of the sad passing of chris jeffries um you know a lifelong wickham fan and he and his son walked the ball out on the day of the sheffield wednesday game we didn't you know it was a private moment for them we didn't really tell the story about it at the time um callum had got in touch to say that you know this this may be chris's last game as a wickham fan and and they were able to share a really special moment callum got in touch over the weekend to let us know that his dad had very sadly passed away um and you know once i got the message and you share it around the club within an instant joe jacobson was on the phone to callum um wishing condolences from the squad a lot of the players sent messages on social media you know this isn't orchestrated this isn't something that we do just because it looks good on the club it's it's an ingrained culture that if you're in the Wickham family you're in the Wickham family um, player, staff, supporter volunteer, director sponsor whatever it might be um, that's how we conduct ourselves and and it's 
it's great knowing that those supporters no longer with us you know we'll be looking down somewhere they'll be in so many of our thoughts and we'll raise a glass to them when we're celebrating on Saturday night and this is why actually our club is so special and when you're involved in the media side you get to have a sense of actually what other clubs are like and not all other clubs are like Wickham Wanderers at all I think we are probably very unique yeah I'm, I'm sure every club would claim to be um, you know particularly special um, you know but there's a lot of clubs not very happy with their owners or not very happy with the way they've been run um, you know managers getting booed and players being slated um, you just don't get that here you just get such a relaxed culture you know there was a fear in 2019 that when the club was up for sale and seeking investment that we'd lose that kind of fan owned um, feeling and sentiment around the place if anything it's just developed it and the club has been made more financially sustainable which makes everything a little bit easier it makes it a little bit easier for us to to put on a good show for our supporters to make their experience better you know the Coogs have been absolutely incredible for me personally for the club as a whole for all the staff that are down there um, working their fingers to the bone at the moment are doing it with a smile on their face when Rob Kuig walked in July the 1st 2019 sat down with the staff he said this will be the best job you ever have this will be the best place you ever work um, it'll take a while we're going to get there we're going to focus on the football first that's the first thing needs sorting out but trust me come on this journey with us and you're going to love every minute of it and you know, I'm, I'm, I was here before then, and, and a lot of the, you know, the staff at the time had maybe been going through a tough time. Um, they've come on that journey. Everyone is so, so pleased with with where we're at, and and, and they bought into how we do things. And it's, it's just been um, an incredible three years of Kuig ownership, ten years of Gareth Ainsworth, and for me, 30, 30 years as a supporter. Um, and yeah, uh, as I say, uh, you no- still don't look that old, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling old this week. I tell you, it'll be even older by Saturday. Um, and and do you know what? I, you know, I, I ran on the pitch at MK Dons quite excitedly at full time, especially after the torture of those 90 minutes. But the first thing I wanted to do was just go over and wave at my family, who you know, like everybody else, wasn't able to be at Wembley two years ago. I was having to FaceTime them from the pitch during all the celebrations, and I just wanted to say to them, you know, we're all going together now. All the Wickham family are going to be at Wembley. Um, you missed out on that opportunity two years ago. We always wondered how long it would be until we get a chance to go back. Now we're going back. You're all coming. We're going to have such a special occasion. There might be a couple more Sunderland fans than Wickham fans in the stadium, but I tell you what, the, the noise and the passion from the Wickham fans is going to be unrivaled. Matt, with a very good lesson there, never congratulate your opposite number until the game has finished, in the same way as you should never leave a chairboys game early. Lisa Bowker has pretty much seen it all in her time as a chairboys fan and a representative of the club. She is, of course, a trust director. She volunteers to do all sorts of jobs, and she was at the training ground, as you have already heard, strimming the grass when I was there on a Tuesday. And she's not surprised that we are back at Wembley. I never doubted we'd get to the playoffs. I actually said right at the beginning of the season it'd be a Sunderland Wickham playoff final. Wow, okay. So, um, Did you put any money on that? No, I'm on the trust board. I'm not allowed to bet. But um, no. I'm really, really looking forward to it, and to see t- we've sold twenty thousand tickets already. I mean, that's what five thousand more than we did seven years ago, and twenty thousand more than we did two years ago. So, um, no, it's a big occasion for all of us, especially after COVID and everything else. We deserve the party because we didn't have it two years ago. So uh, they will deliver, no doubt whatsoever. 
every time I come up here, you're normally up here doing work. <laughs> you, you've got your streamer out today. Um, what's the the atmosphere been like in the last couple of weeks? Do you do you sense anything different? They're just just normal, um, working hard, um, getting down to it. Um, obviously, they're they're so together. They're always buzzing. They're always laughing. Always working hard. And you've just got that feel of a, a real togetherness amongst the squad. And uh, to watch them train, which I do frequently, you know, they're listening intently, working, and um, you know, they're they're, they're going to do all right. They're a great group of lads, from the youngsters right up to the senior players. And who knows, is it going to be a, a, a last dance in the sun for Bayo on Saturday? Yeah, I mean it's all it's all set up, isn't it? If if you were, if you were writing the script of a film, this is how it will be. Yeah, yeah, you know, with three 0 up at Sunderland, bring him on for the fourth goal, and we'll beat him four 0 very optimistic lady. That's Lisa Bowker. Still to come on the Wicked Wanderers show, we will be hearing from Rob Kuhig, from Matt Bloomfield, and of course, from Gareth Ainsworth. Saturday from 12. Hello, this is Rob Lesmers. I've got Luke here as well. Hello. This is a really big Saturday coming up for Wicked Wanderers. They are in the League One playoff finals at Wembley. Kick off at three o'clock. And the great thing is that we're going to be doing the show from there from 12 o'clock this Saturday. Yep, you're going to be live outside on Wembley Way. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to love this. We have the most incredible vantage point, which looks over Wembley Way and the steps up to Wembley, where we'll see all of the supporters coming down from Wickham to support their local team. And we will be right in the middle of it. We'll be live on air from 12 o'clock. Luke, you'll be out with some of the supporters as well. Yeah, and I'll be live inside the stadium as well with all the team news from inside the world-famous Wembley Stadium. Join us for the Rob Lesperance Radio Show. We kick off from 12 o'clock this Saturday. The Rob Lesperance Radio Show, live from Wembley, this Saturday from 12. See what I did there? That was good, that was nice. You're listening to Wickham Sound, online, on Radio Player, and on 106.6 FM. Going to the game on Saturday, make sure that you join Rob and the team for all of the build-up from 12 o'clock on Saturday here on Wickham Sounds. It's the Wickham Wanderer Show. Bob Johnson here with you through until 8 o'clock tonight. The last part now uh, where we focus on some of those at the top of the club. And Chairman Rob Kuhig has flown in from America today, especially for the game. However, as well as looking forward, he's also looking back. And when he spoke to Sky Sports News earlier, he wanted to remind them that Wickham actually should still be a championship club. Remember, we were there... We only became relegated because of a fluke by Darby failing to file their their financial uh, disclosure forms timely. If they had, we would still be in the championship. We have a club that is being built for the championship now. So we fully expect that when we get up there, we'll be staying for a while. I mean, this is what we've been working at and what we promised the fans when we first came over here three years ago that we would be going to the championship and here we are on the precipice and it's and it is exciting and they tell me that the uh, stadium will be full on Saturday and with the largest crowd in uh, League One history which is pretty fantastic. One of the things I've learned about English football and they use this term all the time that you're part of the journey and that each part of the journey provides its own individual memory. But for this, it'll be something people will be talking about 30 years from now. Were you there? Were you not there? And, of course, the number of people that were there, if we win, will be astronomical. Uh, And if we don't, it'll be the 30,000 who we actually bring. So, yeah, it's a great, great time. 
I feel honored to be part of it. I, you know, I'm truly grateful for our staff who are putting it together for our fans, for the players who brought us here, for Gareth and his staff who caused this to be. And, you know, for my family to participate in it is just a wonderful honor. That's Chairman Rob Kuhig. They arrived from America today. Uh, Rob straight away uh, doing media interviews. Missy was straight in to the club shop. I went down there earlier on uh, to get some of the playoff goodies that they do have now in. Uh, so if you haven't got your playoff goodies yet, do get down to the club shop because uh, they've got foam fingers. Uh, they've got playoff scarves. They've got playoff flags. Uh, so if you haven't got any of those yet, then make sure that you get down to the club shop sometime tomorrow. I also spoke to Matt Bloomfield when I was up at the training ground and asked him whether there were any regrets that he wasn't able to pull on a Wembley shirt for one last time at Wembley Stadium. Just looking ahead to the game, I'm just um, really proud and really excited to be involved in it full stop. You know, um, I love my playing career, but time's moved on, so there's no sadness. I'm just proud of our lads and um, taking their you know, performance out to Wembley on Saturday and, and hopefully show themselves in a good light, which is, which is what we're after. It's going to be obviously very different to the last time that we were there because we're going to have the fans there and so, so many fans from High Wycombe this time as well. Yeah, incredible support from from our guys. I can't believe how many tickets we're selling. It's just, you know, it just seems to have been growing over the last few months, that that feeling of optimism and positivity around the place. There seems to be a real connection between the players and the supporters and the staff. It just seems to be um, a really nice place to be at the moment, real positive um, environment. And, um, yeah, I'm so pleased that so many of the supporters can be there and share the the day with us on Saturday because, obviously, two years ago it was a crying shame that they couldn't be there. So, first and foremost, I hope, hope they all enjoy their day. I hope they make the most of it and love every minute of it and obviously we're hoping to give them a win to cheer. What do you do with the players to prepare them for a game like that? How much is there a a sort of sense of yes this is a special game or actually saying to them this is just another league game, this is just another game, go out and play the 90 minutes? Um, The actual football you need to play the game not the occasion so once you're on the pitch there there just needs to be a real awareness around it's just 11 men against 11 and 90 minutes like any other game but obviously it's going to be slightly different because of the the size of the stadium because of the crowd and, and everything so um, for me there needs to be a slight awareness around that because um, it is going to look and feel slightly different so you can't get caught too caught up on the actual occasion all we're doing there is going to play the game against the Sunderland team who we respect um, but we've done our preparation and we're looking forward to it and is there also a little sense of looking ahead to what might happen and it might go to obviously uh, 120 minutes or penalties well, you know, we prepare for everything we prepare in depth um, as much as we possibly can can for you know every possible scenario and eventuality so yeah first and foremost it's it's about the 90 minutes and and if it moves on any further than that then then you know we'll be prepared for that if and when it comes to it mr wickham matt bloomfield and finally on the wickham wanderer show let's hear from the chairboys boss gareth ainsworth he gave a press conference earlier in the week uh, which was joined by amongst others our very own colin betsley um gareth was asked how he ensures that this will be another positive chapter in the club's history it's been a real roller coaster honestly it has from eight years ago and three playoff finals now which has been just just brilliant so um We've got a bit of experience, so um, I've got quite a few boys who played in the 2020 final, um, so they know that you can't just say it's just another game. You you can't just say that. It's Wembley Stadium. You know, you've got to embrace it, but you've got to almost... uh, There's a different way of playing a a final than there is during the league games. You know, there, there is... You've got to go through it, I think, first to, to know what it's all about. I was lucky enough to do it as a player. 
Um, and I'm hoping, what I'm hoping is some of my experienced boys who've been there before and done it are, are going to bring some of these young boys through or Ryan Taffer's all, he's not so young, but he's never been there, you know. And, and I think the experience that's going to be around the dressing room is going to be vital for me on uh, on Saturday. I think that's what we're what we're talking about, um, and it's going to be an interesting dynamic between some of these young boys who have come in through who've absolutely lit up the season, and and that's gonna that's gonna be key, I think, uh, because it's going to be the biggest crowd probably most of my players have ever played in front of. Um, it could be the record League One playoff attendance. It, it could be, you know, the, the I mean, the biggest support that's ever Wigan Wanderers have ever taken anywhere this century. So. There's all these things going with it. And I think rather than hide away from it and let it, the boys find out about that and be surprised and be shocked, actually embrace it and tell them what it's all about. And that's what we do. We're quite good at that here, about embracing what's happening and being real. Um, and I think that's going to be our, our our approach to this game. You know that, yeah, of course, um, it's a huge occasion for this football club, but a game once again with total underdogs, you know, and that's uh, that's going to be key to uh, to the way we approach things. You know, we're going to enjoy the day definitely because there's nothing to lose at all and everything to gain. If someone had said to you off the back of relegation from the championship on the first day of this season that you'd end up in the playoff final at Wembley once again, what would you have said to them? Yeah, uh, honestly, Mark, it, it would we would have taken that we'd have taken that all day. With, with all that comes with being in the championship and all the all you know we were still not fancied to go straight back up and and rightly so obviously because we haven't gone straight back up so um but we weren't fancied for the playoffs you know I, I know pundits and and people who were saying they could call the playoff final was going to be Sunderland Sheffield Wednesday or, or Sunderland and I think one one pundit said Wimbledon even you know so it was it's been crazy Wickham were never ever mentioned and it was always almost like we're there but People don't want to recognise with us. <laughs> and we, we we use that to absolutely, we love that tag. We love that tag of uh, how is this club? How is it still there? How is it still mucking around these places? And and this season was big because obviously two years ago, people would always go back to, oh, it was COVID, it was points per game. We still had to win the playoffs, but that didn't seem to matter to anyone, We the, the, the three games that we won. Um but this time, after 46 games, judges after 46, we, we finished in those playoffs and we've got to the final, which for this football club, honestly, is, is an amazing achievement. It really is. And, uh, and I can't wait to get stuck into Sunderland on Saturday. What's the Wembley attire for this weekend? Is it going to be the, the Jeff Stelling open neck shirt or the leather jacket or have you got something up your, your sleeve? Um do you know what? Uh, there might be something up the sleeve, but the, you know it's not going to be about me. It, the, the, the more the more they can focus on me and what I'm wearing, take the pressure off the boys, the, then the better it is for me. But um, leather jackets are definite no no. I'd, I'd be stupid trying to look like the Fonz and melting at thirty degrees, you know, at Wembley. So we'll uh, there'll definitely be something, you know. I'm, I'm sure that yeah, the, the the braids are still knocking about the dreads that I promised the boys, which I didn't quite deliver on dreads, but I got braids. They're still knocking around. The shirt, you know, you very rarely see me with the tie anyway. Um, and uh, and I always seem to get these shirts that have one one button too open, you know. I don't know what that is. And uh, the shoes might be the one. The shoes might be the one. The red boots were retired not long ago, but there might be a surprise with uh, with another pair coming out. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but all I care about, honestly, is, is the boys enjoying the occasion, performing on the occasion, doing themselves total justice, because I think if we do all that, we've got a real chance of winning. How has uh, the preparation felt uh, for this game, say, compared to the Oxford game, obviously with the way that the club's grown and, and the season, the fantastic season that you've had? 
Yeah, it's different. Going with microwave preparation really compared to Oxford. Uh, if there was ever a slow cooker approach, that was it because of uh, the COVID. And we had four months to prepare for the playoffs, even though we didn't know we were in them to a couple of months to go. And we had plenty of time to put plenty of plans in place. We were looking at the semi-final, even... You know, we were looking at all the teams in the playoffs, you know, Fleetwood, Oxford and Portsmouth that year. We were looking at all the teams and seeing what could possibly happen and being super prepared for all of them. This time round, um, we only found out we're in the playoffs on the last day. There was four days to prepare for the first game, two days to prepare for the second game. And, uh, and, and you know, it's, it's been a fortnight now, but... Um, with that sort of schedule at the end of the season, the boys needed a few days off. So, again, we're in the crux of things now and it's uh, it's making sure we get every single point and every single base covered because uh, there hasn't been the preparation at Oxford. We, we were doing games and 11v11s and looking at video footage for, felt like, weeks for the Oxford game. This has been a, a little bit different, but the calibre of players we have now, I think they're very, they're very good, they're very astute and... Uh, of course, the mental and physical sides are going to be huge at Wembley on Saturday as well. It's not, it's not just tactics and what you get into them. I think there's a, the way that people deal with the occasion and uh, you know physically as a squad. So both boxes there are ticked really well, and uh, and yeah, looking forward to seeing what we can do. I appreciate there are certain things you won't be able to, to sort of reveal, but what can you tell us about the, the timetable between kind of now and, and kickoff on Saturday? Yeah, I, I mean, a normal week, a normal training week. You know, the boys need their downtime and their, their gym time and, and injury prevention activities. And then the time we get on the grass with them is is going to be plenty of time Tuesday, plenty of time Thursday, plenty of time Friday. Um, but you got to be careful with loading on Friday and obviously the apprehension and the nerves they're going to have Friday because we're going to Wembley on the Saturday. And uh, so it's going to be, uh, I say, as a manager looking at, looking at that side of things as much as just the training and the tactics. I'm looking at the whole package. I'm looking at the mental side very closely and uh, and the physical side. We've got data on the boys and making sure they're in tip-top shape for that. So those things have got to be balanced as well. And yeah, we, we, we're really good. We're looking really good as a squad. Just looking looking forward to And I know previously you've kind of uh, really relished the, the underdog tag. And, and does that feel especially appropriate for Saturday as well? Well, you can't not say when the underdogs, you know, even at times in the past, maybe I've, I've played it, overplayed it, we're against teams of a similar size to us. But um, this is, you know, well, this is just a, a David and Goliath without a shadow of a doubt, you know. The, I think the fans are going to be two or three times as many for, for Sunderland as, as Wickham. Um, but I'm very proud to say this could be the biggest away following Wickham Wanderers have ever had this century which is phenomenal you know with the cup runs they've had in the early 2000s and and you know Wembley appearances is so really proud to say that and it, it could possibly break the league one EFL record attendance as well for a playoff final which again real proud moments for this football club to be involved with but um, barring one or two I think it's going to be the biggest crowd that most of my boys have ever seen and uh and again, I, I wanted to embrace that and relish that. So um, this is what football is about, these these moments. And we've succeeded already. We really have. We are a successful side in in 21-22, without a shadow of a doubt. People remember 83 points in, in League One, greatest ever total. Um, nothing to lose, boys. Go and, uh, go and give your all and see what you can achieve. And just finally, does it feel a really nice combination that, as you say, you've got players who've, who've been uh, on this occasion before, but a number who haven't as well? Yeah, it's nice because 
the ones who have been there, they're going to get great gratification out of the ones who haven't been there. They're going to look at their faces and they're going to see the smiles and they're standing on the back of their arms. And then you got experienced Joe Jacobson, who's, who, who's got a habit of scoring at Wembley, you know, he's, uh, who takes everything in his stride, you know, and um, it's going to be a real, real interesting dynamic in that dressing room. Um, but I'm sure we'll get it right because... Uh, it's a fantastic place to be and, and moments like this we embrace and uh, like I say, just can't wait to, to lead those boys out on that pitch with a fantastic following for both for both clubs. You know, I've got to respect someone the size of the club they are but I've also got to think we can spoil their party just as much as we did with, uh, with Oxford back in 2020. How do you feel about the tag, Little Wickham? Well, my chairman, Rob Currie, would not like the tag, uh, Little Wickham because... He he wants us to be a competitor. Um, it's really hard to change a club support wise, you know, in a year, in two years. It takes it takes a long time. It takes a long a long process. And what what I will say is that we're averaging more fans than we've done for such a long time. We're taking twenty five thousand, hopefully, to to Wembley Stadium. I think that calling us Little Wickham now would be probably wrong. I think. Growing Wickham would be a better term now because I think we're we're definitely building something, not just on the pitch but off the pitch as well. I think there's there's more kits in the in the town centre than I've ever seen. More Wickham kits. There's more press activity thanks to all you guys. And and I think that um, just got to start shaking that little tag off now. I think little can be uh, you know very smaller clubs than Wickham, and we can get sort of. Growing, building Wickham. We're definitely not a big club, and maybe we'll never will be. Um, but I think we're very respected in football now, and, and that's that was something when I took over. I really wanted. So, yeah, we're no longer little, but we're not. We're definitely not big yet. Um, but a championship would definitely help that. Sky's Mark McHagnam, our very own Colin Besley, and Dea from Wickham High School asking the questions to Gareth Ainsworth. And that was this week's Wickham Wanderers show. Big thanks, as always, to Matt Cecil and the whole media team at Wickham Wanderers for all of their help, as usual. Do enjoy Saturday. Be loud and proud. Colin will be back next Thursday with the final show of the season, whatever the results will be. 